All right, friends, another week here, another chance to have a conversation with my dear friend, Martha. And this week I wanted to talk just about loneliness and how loneliness works and, and that idea of loneliness versus neediness. And uh, so welcome to you, Martha, and maybe you give a quick shout out to everyone, then I want to share a quote and, and have you sort of talk about it a little bit. Hey there. Wow, it's another Friday. We made it, people. <laughs> And we're totally the lucky ones. We're so anyway, uh, welcome and thank you, Pastor Chuck, for giving me the opportunity to be with you in conversation and explore and throw some ideas around. And I just want to say to anyone who might be listening that might be experiencing loneliness, uh, we are holding you. Yeah. And well said. Um, whatever is said here, take what you like and leave the rest. Um, this is a conversation and this isn't your reality. So if you're struggling and we're not meeting that, we're holding you. We humbly offer this conversation. Humbly offer it. It's very well said. As you were saying, I was thinking about one of my favorite quotes from Dorothy Day, which she said, we've all known the long loneliness. And I just, isn't that beautiful? And I love how sort of unequivocal that is. Like, we've all known the long loneliness. And I, I've never had anyone that I've shared that with like, actually, Chuck, you know what? I've never experienced that. I have no clue what you're talking about. You know, we all have. And I, I've been blessed to get to know some people who by all external circumstances don't look like they struggle with loneliness at all and yet you know big surprise we all have those seasons so what I'd like to do right is is share this wonderful quote that was shared with me and and uh, to get us started in this in this conversation around loneliness loneliness is not the physical absence of other people it's the sense that you're not sharing anything that matters with anyone else. Say it, read that again. Loneliness is not the physical absence of other people. It's the sense that you're not sharing anything that matters with anyone else. Beautiful. Yeah. So what does it get you thinking about? Well, it just gets me thinking about that. What creates loneliness so often is a feeling of our hearts aren't being heard we're not hearing them or there's no place to allow our heartbeat what brings us alive what we care about to be listened to and it reminds me of um just you know, the study where the chimpanzees or the monkeys, baby monkeys, were not looked at or held when they were newborns, and they don't thrive. Yeah, yeah. And it is true for every human that um, if you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, it doesn't really matter. It does matter to most humans that we have some place where we get to talk about what matters to us. Yeah. And not 
I don't know, but it's not always that I have to talk about what matters to me. What one of the neatest things is also listening to hear where what matters to you can come alive. Yeah, it's, it's beautifully said. And I, I, I love that idea too, right? That even that's an antidote of sorts to loneliness, right? When we're, you know, this, this uh, famous second century Christian theologian by the name of Irenaeus said, the glory of God is the person fully alive. And I love that idea, like, and, and glory, you know, glory kind of gets it, that term isn't, so I like the term shiny, you know, like the shininess of God is the person fully alive. And I, I love that idea. And, and, and with that, one of the things I, I really do believe is that um, we can feel very lonely, even with a lot of people around us. Like, I, I think people tend to think like, oh, lots of people around, obviously that person's not lonely. Yet I certainly haven't found that to be true. I've found myself very lonely in crowds sometimes and, and not lonely by myself, which is, which is kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Like we tend to judge it by the number of people or friends group or Facebook likes, but reality is that's not what loneliness is about. Maybe you could just offer a little, little perspective on that. Well, I just think um, lonely, like alone. When we have some level of connection with ourselves, mm. um, often there isn't loneliness. You know, we might desire contact and stuff, but I have been watching myself be surrounded by, you know, my family, more people in my day-to-day -day workspace. And yet none of us are talking necessarily to each other about what matters to us, except over a dinner or something. And feeling like oh, the invitation to go inward and be alone versus lonely. Mm. Like what's the mm. invitation to like when you're alone sometimes, maybe up at your cabin, you're not lonely. No. Mm -mm. Because you're hooked up. You're yeah. hooked up to you. Yeah. And then we go to a gathering and we start feeling self-conscious. We start feeling socially anxious, whatever things we aren't good enough or they're not good enough. And next thing you know, we've unhooked from being with ourselves. And then we're alone. We're lonely yeah. because we've lost the, the hookup. That, that connection. That's the connection. Really, that's, that's really well said. And I, you know, I you wanted an observation and then a question. You know, and the observations I know for me, again, like I, I go to weddings and when it's when it's wedding season. You know, I can just feel my weight going up because I get anxious, I get nervous, I'm in a crowd, I'm with all these people who I don't know, and the easiest thing for me to do is hang out at the buffet. You know, that's that's because because it just makes logical sense. You know, which is just like crazy craziness. No, it isn't. That's where <laughs> many of us are hanging out for the last eight weeks at the buffet. Yeah, right, right, and that that idea of, of you know connecting back to. Uh, 
think about yourselves. And, and do you have any little pieces that were, I mean, I think about what works for me and I'd love to hear what works for you. What, what, what do you find really works for you to connect you back to yourself? Like you have that moment where it's just like, oh, I just struggling right now, feeling a little disconnect. What's, what's the, what's the connection part that moves you from loneliness to just being alone? Well, I really feel um, tender in this moment with you talking about this because there's so many people right now in vulnerable positions of loneliness, right? Yeah. And I really want to make sure that we keep noticing you and I that it all belongs. Yeah. And that there isn't a quick answer. And some of the loneliness that's showing up right now on the planet hasn't been felt this way before. Do you know what I mean? Like, really well said. Mm. I don't know if you're finding that with your parishioners, but women, mostly women that I'm talking to, these are people that are highly functioning people and they have lots of good lives and they're doing a lot of the things that they usually do to keep themselves emotionally, physically well, and they're not working. Yeah. yeah. So I will say these with that caveat. Yeah. Um, and by the way, interrupting here rudely, bless you for that caveat. I think that's really important. Yeah. I just think just a massive amount of humility of we don't know and we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, what I spoke to somebody today and she said she was starting to keep a list of all the things she's tried to keep her away from her loneliness mm. in the last few weeks and how she wants to write a poem or blog about <laughs> it's not helping. <laughs> so. One of the things I do do that I find to be very, very helpful is to use writing tools. And often I will write to the divine because that's my belief system. Some people have a belief system in God. Some people have a belief system in the universe or something that's greater than yourself. And actually just pour out my heart. Yeah. Like I called my family. I don't feel connected. My brother thinks I should do blah, 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 blah. I called my friend. She's so weighed down with her life situation. She has real stuff going on. Dear Divine, can you hold the gnawing? of not feeling the connection. Mm. Can you hold the gnawing of where the grief shows up in me, Martha? And really allow, like the purpose being to allow everything. Yeah. And then I often will write back 
from the divine. Yeah. Because that power for me can witness all of it. And all of a sudden, I don't feel alone. I feel a sense, for me, of being guided, of having something that gets me in this moment. You know, that, that word, I just want to stop on that word for a second because I think it's so beautiful. You know, I'm going to ask you to take a breath there, Martha. <laughs> I, I love the word witness. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and I had never, you know, people talk about in my line of work being a Christian witness. And I sort of had thought of that kind of like, well, when the trial comes, I'll be able to testify. <laughs> you know, like, and I don't think that's it at all. I think it's this witnessing that you're talking about. It's, it's, it's this breathing and this witnessing to what is. Um, you know, and that, that is really important. Yeah. Witnessing what is, not. Witnessing what is witnessing what is there was a um there was one she just i got it off to send it to you after this there was a there was a uh beautiful little little video blog i was listening to and and it was an author who i really enjoy and she was talking about how sort of the limits of the self-help movement you know and and me as a pastor this is going to sound catty lord don't strike me dead the limits of the joel osteen movement like live your best life now you can just just live your best life now like right now and, and she, she said what drives her crazy about that. I love this phrase. She said, and listen to this, Mark, this is so beautiful. She said, sometimes the math doesn't change. Whoa. <laughs> I know, whoa, right? Like, oh, sometimes the math doesn't change. She said, and this is, she's a cancer survivor and, she, and uh, with, a young ch- with two young children actually now. And, and she said, sometimes the math doesn't change. And that self-help is the belief that I get to manipulate the math. You know, I pour more in or I add more numbers. And, and sometimes that works. Like, I think there are times where we can do things that, that do that. But then there's a lot of the time experiencing now, like, the math, the math doesn't change. I was, was talking to somebody yesterday uh, whose, whose daughter had to be in the hospital with her sick infant for three weeks you know, like literally quarantined in the room with the infant for three weeks. That That's a hard one to be like, hey, live your best life now. <laughs> like I just, the math doesn't change on that. That's a really hard one with yeah. a little sick kid. And, a, you know, strong mom and a sick kid, it's, it's still as hard math. And I just thought that was a powerful way of of kind of holding it and holding witness. Does Does that make, does that make sense? Does that resonate? Yes, very, very, it's very powerful. And I think that is the softness that both you and I are committed to in talking about loneliness, whoever is suffering. And I just wanted to say one of the things that I also notice as a tool um, that is really sometimes tricky for people if they're not used to it is in this day and age there's a lot of zooms and a lot of facetiming people and so on and yet i am hearing reports of people getting off the phone and feeling lonely yes and not feeling connected Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about 
um, meetings on Zoom and stuff. I'm talking about trying to connect socially, emotionally with friends, family, etc., children. So one of the things that I have been recommending and trying myself is to when I notice that I'm having feelings of loneliness or disconnect or just like today waking up and feeling down mm -hmm. is first off to have relentless kindness towards myself. Mm. Second off, if I do and can reach out, what I request is 10 minutes of listening. Mm. So I don't get tricked into trying to appear okay for Chuck if you're my listener. I'm not tricked into, well, you know, let's talk about the weather. And then, oh, by the way, I feel pretty sucky today. But yeah, <laughs> what it creates is a container to just say what's true. And along with that container, I would suggest if you, if any of you are out there and desire it, is to also use the phrase, if you knew me well. And just so I will give you an example, Chuck, if you knew me well, you would know that our time at the lake has been blessed and disappointing. Yeah. If you knew me well, you'd know that I had expectations that we'd have more fun as a family. And I'm kind of sad about that. If you knew me well, you would know that I'm really enjoying working with clients in this time. You know, those kinds of things. So it gets right to the heart of feeling like I'm cutting through the loneliness to have you know me. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, I love that. I love that. And, you know, one of the ones I was thinking about that's, that's for me as, as a pastor has been a surprise. And it gets back to a little bit what you were saying. Sometimes the loneliness when we, when we, when we connect in here and, and one of the ways I connect in here and it's just, it sounds like such a, such a, such a old fashioned uh -huh question uh, 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 uh. right shouldn't say that my judgment is it comes across that way but i but i find it so powerful it's just very quietly asking people what i can pray for for them and and you know a conversation can be going along like hey the weather hey fishing yeah life's a little low but blah 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 hey how about this hey how about that and then you ask somebody that and it's like whoa beautiful yeah you know and that because I, it's an invite to go right into their heart. It goes right into their heart. And, and nobody nobody ever, like, I mean, not that I can recall. People don't, like, look at that question and offer kind of a, using the word cheap. I shouldn't use the word cheap, but, like, a light answer. Like, they they go right there, you know. <laughs> and the number of times where, where I've been places and used that, you know, even at weddings and stuff, and people are always a little surprised. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, my 20 year old son just got a cancer diagnosis, you know, mm. you know, we were just talking about the Phillies a minute ago, you know, and, and yet here's, here's the piece. And that's, that's that witness, right? Like that's, 
that's where we're called to witness, like right there in that moment and to yeah. hold it. And the, the two words I think that, that help me with witnessing, help me with combating at loneliness is not, it's going to be all right, but just got it, you know, got it. That, that is, if you're a listener, those words are some of the best received yeah, yeah. is most, most humans don't want all your gobbery stuff. <laughs> no. Most, most humans that are feeling lonely most want to be seen and witnessed and I get you. Yeah. Yeah. And that is pretty simple. Yeah. People often say you probably hear it a lot in your job of how do you know what to say? What should I say? And it's like, you don't, the whole point is you don't have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I see you. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's powerful. Well, that, and that piece, right, of witnessing is the, uh, you know, I was thinking, Richard, listen to Richard Worthing. He was talking about my story, and then we have our story, you know, the groups we're part of, and then we have the story. And and we want to get that the story holds all three, right? You know, it's it's not like there's my story over here, then my group story, and then the story. The fact is all are held. And I think that's so much part of that, that witnessing that can create a sense of connection, you know, and belonging. Yeah. That's beautiful. Martha, would, would you, would you close with that quote? Sure. That I so yeah. love. That would be wonderful. I'd love to love for everybody to get a chance to hear that. Sure. This quote, um, I got off a Tara Brock meditation and she got it from somewhere else whom i don't know the origin of um so i offer it with that caveat and um i do just want to say again to anybody out there that might be hearing this that this particular week in the Northeast, there's been tons of rain, and this thing has gone on way longer than anybody thought. And what is true is a lot of people are bumping into their deeper pieces. And if you are suffering from loneliness, reach out ask for 10 minutes of listening be powerful in what you know you need and no need to feel embarrassed or whiny about it the more powerful you can be about acknowledging what you need the more powerfully people can be a container for that so beautifully said martha <clears throat> All right, here we go. My beloved child, break your heart no longer. Each time you judge yourself, you break your own heart. 
you stop feeding on the love which which is the wellspring of your vitality <clears throat> the time has come to live to celebrate oh. <laughs> Sorry. The time has come to live and to celebrate the goodness that you are. Let no one, no thing, no idea or ideal obstruct you. If one comes, even if it comes in the name of truth, forgive it for its unknowing. Do not fight. Let go and breathe into the goodness that you are. That's pretty darn <laughs> pretty darn good, my friend. <laughs> pretty darn good. Thank well, you oh, for this joy. Thank you. Thank you as well. Just enjoy it. Everyone have a have a great weekend. Martha and I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Take care.